Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, how we doing over there? You feeling it? I need some caffeine. You know, it's. It, I was asked if I wanted a pot of coffee uh, made, and I, I usually say yes, and today I don't know why. I just said, that's ah, okay. Oh, Good. Man. Did I mess it up? Failing me. Did I mess it up? Should we send an email? Huh? <laughs> Lizzo really like that. Just email she'll, request. She'll bring the hot coffee in here and throw it on our laps. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, well, I mean, is it, is it bad to ask for an assist? I mean... We, I've made plenty of pots of coffee. This is not about being, you know, some big haughty person that can't make their own coffee, but we are a little indisposed, it seems to me. Like right now, for us to go make a pot of coffee is probably, you know, Less bad for the time. ratings. Bad for the ratings. Yeah. So uh, I am doing well, Ryan. How are you doing? Dude, I'm so great. Yeah. I had a great day. No mistakes made by me at all today. I feel real good. <laughs> Let's get into it. Coulter, the Montana Grizzlies, uh, they uh, are playing the Sacramento State Hornets this week. Uh, I will uh, will tease this for you. We had the opportunity to talk to Coach Troy Taylor, Sacramento State head coach today. And this is the first time for me that I've gotten to speak to him in, in kind of an interview setting. Uh, heard a couple things in you know, press conferences and stuff before. Um, but uh, I, was, I, I just couldn't have been more impressed with uh, Troy Taylor and, and kind of his uh, demeanor, I guess is what I'd say. We were talking Coulter Wellington. Coaches have different personas, okay? They they assume different personas, and oftentimes they are sort of to the max of that type of person. Like, they carry it to an extreme, these coaches. And I thought that uh, Troy Taylor kind of went the other way. I, was, uh, I thought it was refreshing. So I'll just leave that for you. We will have that, to, that for you tomorrow. But uh, Sacramento State, I mean, you, you can't deny at this point what they are. I think up to this point, we're trying to figure out who teams are. And look... You're always going to try and 
assess it and it's it's evolving like it's never i don't think you get to week six or week eight or even week 10 and go this is who this team is i mean if you looked at montana last season you could you could look at the quarter progressions and go fourth quarter they were a bad football team and that's a fact about the 2018 montana grizzlies and the first quarter they were great and that's a fact. but when you look at how they played game to game and the way things happened in the Montana State game for them and how they were so good early and, and and then bad late and then a chance and then couldn't do it. Like there was a lot of microcosmic things that happened in that last game that ultimately that's the sort of final uh, uh, word on the Grizzlies last year. But throughout the course of the season, when they're 4-1 and one or 5-1 and one and then lose three straight to Portland State, uh, uh, and then you know Eastern North Dakota, North, North Dakota, and and UC Davis, and you sit there and you go, what is this team? And you're nine weeks into it, and you really don't. It's not that you don't know. It's just that there's not a fact. There's no final answer. I think this is the thing. Is we're always trying to figure out who are these teams, what are these teams, and I think the fact is is that these teams are different week to week. These are kids playing a sport, trying to just do their best, and. Montana State, for all of the pumping of the brakes that has happened after the Sacramento State game, they might go crush North Dakota 55-2. to And you might go, oh my goodness, look at what Montana State figured out. They're the team to beat in the big sky. You know, it can happen that quickly. And so it's, it's sort of a fool's errand to try and just like nail it down. Yes, this is what this team is. Yes, this is who this team is. That said... Trends are what they are, and I think you can get a little bit of a handle on it. And I would say this: I am very confident in saying at this point in time, Sacramento State is a very good football team. They are deserving. If they lost fifty-five nothing, it wouldn't it wouldn't make me think that they had been somehow that they had snuck into this thing and didn't deserve it. I'm watching this team play football, and I'm going, "Holy cow!" Both directions. Real deal, the Sacramento State Hornets. That's why at this level, too, your point is well taken because at this level, at the FBS level, you can tier teams earlier on because right. when you lose, it knocks you down a rung no matter what, even if you are an immensely talented team. We're about to see one of the great experiments of the playoff era with Oregon because I truly think Oregon's really good, and I think Oregon's going to run the table in the Pac-12. And I think I got them losing Saturday myself, but... Regardless, say they, do, say they do run the table in the Pac-12, though. Yeah. And say that they're on a 10-game, 11-game winning streak, but and their losses to Auburn, mm-hmm. how, do, how do you equate that? How do you? They've already been knocked down a rung, so it's easier to tier teams. Mm-hmm. At this level, so often, again, like I said yesterday, unless you're North Dakota State, you're going to lose. So how do you bounce back from your losses? Sometimes you just get straight out played. Montana State got straight out played. I think the reason where everybody's pumping the brakes, and, and we're, we'll hear this from Jeff Choate, too. He said... We got hit in the mouth, and we did not play with the enthusiasm that we've played with. And that's been the whole thing at Montana State. There's been no doubt that they they have their personnel deficiencies. They've had their they had glaring weaknesses in multiple areas since Jeff Choate took over. But, but you can't say, over the last two years, for sure, and more often than not over the last four years, they've played really hard. And it's not to say they didn't play hard on Saturday, but they didn't play with the same level of enthusiasm. I think that's why people are pumping the brakes. But when you look at this matchup on Saturday, I think that the things you know about Sac State already that will be true even if they win 55 nothing, even if they lose 55 nothing, is that they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country, in the yes. country, one of the, in the conference in the country, period. Kevin Thompson is for sure a top 10 or 12 guy in the country, right. and he could be even better than that. 
They have certainly one of the five best defensive ends in the country, period. George Obina is a freak. If you watch that Sac State-Montana State game back, the dude's get-off is second to none, man. I told you in the press box, his get-off is, is as good as I've seen since Samson had become. And the only other guys I've seen in the league that have that sort of get-off off the top of my head are Samson had become from Eastern Washington, Brad Daly from Montana State, Dane Fletcher from Montana State, Croy Bierman and Tyrone Holmes from Montana. Yeah, in the last ten years, those are the those are the dudes that are to me same level of get off as George mm-hmm. Obina. So they got the pieces. It's a pretty good group, by the way. Nice company, no, to no, be great in. company. But then the <laughs> other thing you can look at, and and this is then this is this is by no means a shot at Montana State, but the thing that Sac State has that I think has helped them take the league by storm is their coaching staff, right? Kane Iona is a great position coach. It still remains to be seen if he's a great defensive coordinator at Montana State. Andy Thompson's a great defensive coordinator. He is. He's got the resume to prove it. Yeah. He's coordinated. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody can talk about the failings of NAU. NAU led the country in takeaways two out of the last three years. They just had an offense that also led the country in turnovers the last couple of years because their quarterback got hurt. Yeah. And they're playing wide receivers at quarterback, and it was a mess at NAU. But Andy Thompson, proven dude. People around Missoula, they know Craig Paulson is an excellent coach. He's coaching their D-line. So they have the coaching staff, too. So I think that those factors, if you have elite talent, especially at the most important positions like quarterback and edge, and you have great coaching, you're going to have a chance each and every week out. And I think that's what both these teams that are t- that are going to square off in, in Sacramento on Saturday have. That's the other thing that where the Grizz have turned the corner is their edge guys. I think that that's an undertold story of their season. They found some edge dudes yes. who weren't the dudes we expected them to be. Right. Milton Mamula, Jacob McGoing, Patrick O'Connell, those dudes are all straight producing right now, and that's helped Montana immensely as well. Um, one more question, or a question for you about this Grizzly football team. Because uh, to me, man, through six weeks, they've played they've they've played better than anybody else. Maybe the maybe the lone exception in the Big Sky Conference could be Sacramento State. Uh, but let's say I'll say this: is Sacramento State certainly hasn't played better than Montana. Nobody's played better than the Grizzlies. It seems to me through to this point in the season. I think we got to pause right there, though. I think that uh, it's so easy to buy the hype. You made a comment the other day that Montana State hasn't beaten anybody. They beat the number 12 team in the country when they're the number 12 team in the country. That's all you can do. Sure. Southeast Missouri State's not the number 12 team in the country, but they were when yeah. Montana State beat them. Yeah. Just as I think you have to say Sac State has played the best of any team in the Big Sky Conference because they beat the number 6 team in the country in their house. That's the best win in the league this year, period. It is the best and win. And Montana State not, might not be the number 6 team when this is all said and done, and they're likely not, but... You went to the number six team who's on a five-game winning streak, and you beat them in their house on homecoming in front of a more than capacity crowd. It's the best win in the league this year. Period. By the way, you don't wait till the end of the year and then see where the rankings fall and talk about the teams that you beat. I mean, you, you do a little bit, but the reality is is FBS, FCS, doesn't matter. You beat the number two team in the nation, you have a win over the number two team in the nation, period, end of story. doesn't matter exactly. if it's the first week or the tenth week. Okay, so, so but, but the Grizzlies, Coulter... They beat the number four team in the nation at their house. True, true, too. true, true. And true, now we sit here true, and we're sure we don't true. know what UC Davis is, right? Okay. It's true. We don't know what Montana State is. And I, and I, I, I spaced out that win, too, because actually that's the best win in the league this year. Well, because UC Davis is the defending league champions. Yeah. Montana State is not. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 both great wins, okay? And and your point's well taken, though, because I think if you, look, if you were going to pick between Montana State and UC Davis right now, you still take Montana State. Uh, overall, uh, over UC Davis, maybe not. I don't know, but I think I think they. I think there's a real 
uh, argument to be made for that. Regardless, here's I, I am interested to know, though, that very thing. Are you buying the hype about the Grizzlies? Because there is a lot. Like, hype sounds like it, it's not real in virtue of using the word hype. So I'm not, I don't mean that in this sense, but there's very good reason to have hype around the Montana Grizzlies right now because they have been outstanding and they have been dominant over the teams they've played, even teams that looked like they had some things figured out, notably Idaho State two weeks ago. Uh, this will be, to my mind, the best team that, that Montana will have played this year. But I haven't seen anything out of the Grizzlies yet that makes me go, you know, I'm not sure about those. I, I I don't know where the I don't know where the question mark is for the Grizzlies. Honestly, like we can there there are certain things like their offensive line is so much better than it was last year. It's still not one of the elite offensive lines in the Big Sky Conference. It's a good offensive line, and as the position groups go on their team, there are some position groups that are that are better. There are some positions groups that are elite. It's the best wide receiving core in the Big Sky Conference. There's other position groups that are that are pretty good. But here's the thing. There's no glaring weakness. There is not a spot on the Montana team where you go, you know what, if a team can figure out how to attack that, they're going to be in business. And that includes the coaching staff. Now, maybe it's just a matter of going up against the right team that does figure it out, that does get you on that particular day, or maybe it's a day where you just don't play as well but I also am reticent to sit here and go, well, of course Montana's going to win every game by 25 points because I'm, that's not going to happen, it seems to me. If it did, you go, I mean, the, you go national, you're like you're a national championship team at that point. If you go through your conference schedule and it's not even a game with every team that you play, that's a national championship type of quality team. And I, I think Montana fans have been sort of whispering about that very thing already. Uh, I don't know that we're I don't know where at a point to start thinking that, but uh, depending on what would happen this weekend, I mean, Montana went and just hammered Sacramento State, Coulter. I mean, I I don't know what else you would say. They would be a top three team in the country and deservedly so. At which point you go, when do we when do we start talking about Frisco, Texas? No, I'm not even close to that there yet. Neither am I because of the reason. Actually, I guess I am. I might be after this week, depending on the result. There's three factors here. First of all, are you ready for the moment is a real factor in FCS football. So Sac State's riding it right now. They are. But are they ready for the moment? Are they actually ready to beat Montana? And if they don't, I just don't, I don't think that it, at the end of the day, you're, you're just, you're quote unquote, just Sac State until you're not. And if Montana just wipes them in the greater scheme of things, it's Sac State. No, 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 no. See, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, it, I, it, it, but it, it's a true factor because are you ready to embrace success? That's what the programs. That's what a true program is, and that's the thing the Grizz have fallen so short on. Here's the thing: Montana made the playoffs 17 years in a row. Then this decade, they've made they missed the playoffs more often than they made them. But if you go back and look, I, I did a story on this during the bye week. Montana started six and two in 2010, missed the playoffs. 2012, they had uh, their first losing season in 30-something years, but then the the year before and the following year, the year before, they started 2-2, two and two, but then surged all the way to the semifinals. But then in 2013, they started 5-1, and one, finished 9-5. and uh, finished nine and five. 2014, started 5-1, and one, finished 9-5. and five. 2015, started 4-2 and two, and finished 9-5. and five. 2000, 
fifth or two thousand, and then the last several years, they have been either four and one or five and one. Bob Stitz, last two years, they're four and one or five and one, and then last year, Bobby Howe, four and one. All three years, you missed the playoffs. All I'm saying is plenty the, of football. I, plenty of football. Yes. There's all sorts of trends that can happen and matriculate, and you never know. You're going to think this is this is crazy until you actually think about it. The number one weakness that the Grizz have is their number one strength. Dalton Sneed is is a volatile player. He has not been volatile this year at all. Yeah, you never know. I mean, last year Dalton Sneed had 450 yards of total offense, including 208 yards rushing against Sacramento State, and the next week started the game one for 12 against Portland State and looked awful. Totally. And I'm not trying to pin that on Dalton or predict that that's going to happen or that a meltdown is impending. He's a fifth-year senior that's incredibly comfortable with the offense, and he's rolling right now. But any kid like can have said, a bad ex- day. Exactly. Yes. And, and when you get all when you get it all twisted up, and and all of a sudden things are getting outside of what you can rein in, you can just implode. And it happens to the best players in the country. You never know when it's going to happen. Well, I mean, harken back to when Eastern Washington came here, Bob Stitt's first year, and Gage Grubrud, they Montana annihilated Eastern Washington. I mean, Gage Grubrud, who you can't really even sack, got sacked like eight times. Gaiman Sanders almost ended his life. I mean, the the and and the Grizzlies win fifty seven to fourteen and just destroyed Eastern. Yeah. And so you never know where it could go off the rails. I guess I'm not ready to believe in Montana yet, but I will acknowledge the fact that it has a distinctly different aura and a distinctly different level of confidence right now than it has in years past. And that that speaks volumes to me. I buy into that very thing that you said. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, that can take care of you. Uh, here's a guy who's never had a bad day, Samari Torre. He's pretty good. Coulter, you caught up with him at practice. Here's a couple of minutes for you with uh, Coulter uh, and Samari after practice yesterday. First of all, tell me about the bye. What do you think you guys got done, and uh, what was it like having a week off? Did you feel like you got a little bit healed up a little bit? Oh, yeah. Uh, we all we all could use the bye week really well. Uh, we just all got rested. You know, those who needed it got in the training room, and it just, you know, gave us extra time to prepare and focus in on the details. These guys are all standing right here, so I'll ask you about them, even though I hadn't planned on it. Offensive line, their improvements, how much does that oh, help yeah. you guys operate on offense? Oh, it's helped us so much. You know, they've come so far from where they were last year, you know, and it really shows in their offseason work. Uh, they were 
just always meeting, watching, spending extra time watching film, you know, just doing extra workouts even after our design workouts. And, you know, it's just, you can just tell they're all cohesive and they're on the same page, and it's been a great help to us. Moses Ballery there, when you watch the film back, it's so funny because he pancakes guys, but then he rolls off of them, makes sure he gets up nice and slow. He's so funny to watch. What sort of physical element do you think he's brought to that unit? Man, that's that's the type of guy you want on your team, especially on your O-line. You know, he's just one of those down, downright dirty, nasty guys, and he's just going to really take it out of the defense, you know. Just like you said, you know, that extra stuff that he does, you know, just playing to the whistle, and he just he just wipes the defense out, and he just makes him so tired, and it allows us, we just wear the defense out as the game goes on, and it just, you know, makes it easier to keep putting it on defenses. This week's second trip to California, second time you guys are playing a ranked team and a team that's hot, so what's the mindset of you guys uh, just collectively going down to California this week? Oh, we're just locked in, and we're making sure we prepare to the point where we're confident that we're going to win, and I believe that we've done that, you know. It's just putting in the extra time in film, uh, like I said, focusing on the details, because, you know, like you said, this is a this is a huge game. This team is hot. You know, we're coming off a bye. we got to step it up, and, you know, we're just really excited. Sac State, they're so good against the run, which then sets up the long yardage situations on third downs. They're so good at the pass rush, so how important is it for you guys to stay ahead of the sticks, stay on schedule? Oh, it's very important for us to stay ahead of the sticks, you know, that that's how you win games, honestly. That's how it comes down to it. You know, you got to move the ball, and you know, three and outs uh, can really kill a game. You know, you know, the defense. We know our defense is going to get stops, but then you know, if we go three and out, they're back on the field in under five minutes. You know, that's going to wear them out. So we're really trying to help our defense out by you know putting long drives together and you know just grinding it down. Watching Sac State on Saturday in Bozeman, they play so much man coverage. Yeah. How much? What do you think of the prospects of going against man coverage? That probably something that excites you and Sammy and some of the other receivers. Definitely. You know, we always look forward to going against man coverage, you know. If the team feels like they can throw their uh, corners out there and lock us up one-on-one, we like that, you know. It's a, it presents a challenge to us, and, you know, we accept. <laughs> Key to victory on Saturday for the Grizzlies? Um, just play hard to the fourth quarter, you know. Finish strong like we've been doing all year. You know, uh, that's one thing this year that we've been really good on is just, you know, finishing through the fourth quarter and really putting it on teams and grinding it out, and I think that's what we need to do. There you go. Samari Torre, very good. You also, uh, Coulter, caught up with Robbie Houck the fourth uh, after practice. Here you go, the Grizz safety. First of all, Sac State's offense seems very diverse. Uh, they do all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. When you look at them, uh, how complicated is it to prepare for? I mean, yeah, you know, as from an offensive perspective, it's good to do that and, uh, you know, get the defense thinking. And from the defensive perspective, it's, uh, you know, part of the biggest battle is getting lined up and communicating uh, pre-snap. So uh, that's definitely an emphasis for us this week and uh, getting aligned to everything they do. You hear this day and age of football across all levels, you hear RPO, RPO, RPO. Is, is Idaho State's different than Sac State's? And if so, how? Uh, you know, RPO is similar uh, altogether. I mean, obviously, there's a couple different things you can do off of it. Uh, I would say it's similar. You know, it also depends upon who's who's uh, playing quarterback and who uh, that receiver is that they're reading or receivers. Um, so it's it, it'll be a little different uh, this week, obviously, with uh, five quarterback because he's a great runner. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's different week to week with uh, teams that run now. Elijah Dotson, the, the running back, he, he's probably the best pass-catching running back in the league. How does that add just to the dynamic of the offense? 
yeah, you know, I mean, that's just an extra guy you got to cover if he, you know, releases out in the flat or uh, gets out and runs a route. So, uh, you know, he's a very uh, versatile player. He's uh, he's great running the ball, and he's got great hands, like you said. So uh, it's definitely something you got to take time to prepare for each week. One thing that Coach Alex said last week was sometimes buys might not be good when you're playing as well as you guys have been playing. How do you carry momentum into this road trip this week? Uh, you know, we just got to keep doing uh, everything we do, prepare how we prepare, um, and stay focused on uh, Sac State. Um, they're playing hot as well, so it'll be a fun game on Saturday. It is going to be a fun game on Saturday. I've, I've, uh, I'm looking forward to this game greatly. That's what I'll say. This is going to be an entertaining football game and an exciting one, and I'm, I'm pumped up about. it. I think it's going to be great. Now we uh, put a semicolon in there because, I mean, we just, you know. We got, we got people out there that, I mean, we just, everybody lifts each other up. You know what I mean? And we're sitting here, we're talking off the top of the show about you're dragging, you wish you had some coffee. I'm like, you know, I could have had the coffee made. I wish the coffee would have been, you know, I should have had it. I should have had it. And no sooner does that happen than a caller calls in, says, just hold tight. And what do you know? The next thing we got coffee brought to us from a listener right here into the studio. I mean, it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. Cheers to whoever it is that brought it. Uh, I believe I believe it was a listener, Scott. I have to confirm that. Uh, we got these delivered sort of in the midst of things there, and so we're going to try and uh, make sure that we get the proper thank yous passed along. But uh, we appreciate that very much. Our listeners are the best. We appreciate all of you, and certainly for something like this is great. And is it too much for me to say, you know, I could use a new car. <laughs> What happens if I put that, if I throw that hook in the water, you know? Uh, now, this is this is really awesome. Thank you for this. We're very happy to have this coffee in our hands, and we're going to drink it slowly and enjoy it while we listen to Kevin Thompson, the quarterback of the Sacramento State Hornets, right after this. Hey, been telling you about MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Let me tell you just a little bit more, okay? It's not a good job. It's not a job you want to do, but it is a necessary job. It's one that has to be done. It's going to, Your house is going to be much better off to have the water whisked away from its foundation. You won't have stuff splashing and splattering all over, but you will if your gutters aren't clean, if they're clogged up, and you don't have the time, nor do you have the capability. Well, maybe you have the capability, but not safely the capability to get this done. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. That's where you go. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Don't muck around with the gutters. Don't sit there and worry about falling off a ladder, falling off your darn roof. It's already chilly. It's wet outside. Let Missoula Gutter Cleaning take care of this. Get an estimate right now, and then when the job is done, a $20 gift card to your favorite brewery or coffee shop when the job is complete. Huge. How great is that? Okay, they're going to give you a present for doing the work that you wanted to get done anyway for you. It's a win-win all the way around. Online, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. 
Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Duanas. Here's some sports news for you. Former Kalispell Flathead quarterback Brock Osweiler, one of three native Montanans playing in the NFL, officially retired from the league yesterday, completing a polarizing but lucrative career. Osweiler, who was a second-round draft pick by the Broncos in 2012, the NFL draft started seven games during Denver's 2015 run to the Super Bowl. That helped earn the six-foot-seven former Arizona State stand out a $72 million contract with the Houston Texans. During his NFL career, Osweiler ultimately earned $41.4 million and threw 37 touchdowns versus 31 interceptions. The Treasure State was well represented on the Big Sky Conference women's and men's preseason all-league basketball teams announced Wednesday. Fallon Freeze is the preseason women's MVP despite sitting out last season after transfer from MSU from North Dakota. At UND, the combo forward averaged 13.2 points and 7.1 rebounds per game during an all-league junior season. Montana State senior guard Oleana Squires and Montana senior guard Mackenzie Johnston also named preseason All-Big Sky. Weber State's Jarek Harding is the preseason men's MVP as his upcoming assault on the Big Sky's career scoring record commences. Harding enters the senior year with 1,621 points, 897 to find former Montana State sharpshooter Tyler Hall. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you want to find us on the social meds, as the kids say, I don't know if they still say it, but they did once, so I'm saying it. At Gus Tutel, that's me. At 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT as well. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram now. 1029 ESPN, the handle on the Instagram. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line and we welcome in the quarterback of the Sacramento State Hornets, the now number 15 team in the nation, Kevin Thompson, back on the show with us. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us. Congratulations on a huge win on Saturday. You guys were, uh, you know, fantastic in that football game. You're the Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Week, so congratulations there. Just briefly, I know you're looking ahead to Montana, but what works so well for you against Montana State Saturday? Yeah, th- uh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, and, and and thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we just I think we just you know executed at a really high level. You know, after that first drive that we that we started and we went three and out, but then after that we just offensively speaking just executed. Uh, everyone was really just doing their job. All of the guys on the field, and and I don't, we didn't really have any any glaring penalties or or any uh, mental mistakes. Um, so we just played really well. And, and of course, defense was lights out, uh, once again. And of course, uh, when they're playing 
like that makes our job, you know, a lot easier. And, and, uh, and they're only giving up, you know, they gave up 21 points, but really like kind of 14 points. If you think about it, mm-hmm. um, throughout most of that game. So, uh, yeah, just great overall team performance. And, uh, just a lot of fun going out there and, and coming home with a win. Seems like you guys had some pretty specific scouting of Montana State in terms of weaknesses that you thought you could exploit, and then it seemed like you guys were able to exploit those pretty darn well. It seemed like your your offense was never really out of rhythm. You guys seemed like you were just locked in for the duration, especially in those middle two quarters where you guys scored on five straight possessions. What specifically did you guys find in Montana State's defense that you thought you could have some success against? Well, we thought, you know, they're a really good defense. They're kind of one of those teams. They, they got some size. Um so, uh, and they got some talented football players. We we felt like if we could mix things up and, and give them looks and, and move into different formations that they haven't seen a lot this year and, and motion guys and, and try to get them having to communicate a lot with, with guys going in motion, then we thought that would, would give them a tough time. And, uh, you know, it, it proved to do so. And we were able to kind of execute um, our offense really well, you know, with all the motions and and going on a silent cadence, uh, and the O line played great um, again. Just the kind of everything starts up front, and when they're able to protect the way they do and run block the way they do, um, you know we're bound to have success because it just allows me to go through all my reads um, without feeling pressured or worried about about getting hit or anything. And so, uh, just our, our play up front really kind of was the catalyst for that game. You know, Kevin, you guys have been playing so well all season long and clearly been playing with a lot of confidence, but for the first time since 2011, Sacramento State is now nationally ranked and at 15 at that, uh, a really good ranking and, and continuing on. It's It feels different, doesn't it, when all of a sudden there's national, not so much the recognition, but the belief from the outside that Sacramento State's a good team. What's it like to be the quarterback of that team right now, the way you guys are going? Yeah, it definitely it definitely feels a little different different and um but that's something that the outside, you know, the rankings, the the attention, you know, it's great and everything. But uh man, we we still got a really long season ahead and and we got we got to put everything we have in, into uh into Montana this week. So so we really just focused on on us as a unit and and kind of trying to block out, you know, all all the extra noise and, and all the hype um, cuz it's only been you know, two conference games, man. We got, there's, we still got a tough, really tough schedule moving forward. But we, uh, we're putting everything we got into Montana right now, and and we're very confident as a team, and, and we think, you know, we could beat anyone that's on our schedule. I've, I've said this before. I think this is, you know, last time I was on, but uh, that's just something that that we've always believed every game going in this year that, that we had a sh- that we had a shot and that we were going to be competitive, and I think we've done that so far. So. You know, we're just playing with a lot of confidence, having a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, just trusting the process and, and trying to get better each day. I remember talking to Brian Berger, Sports Information Director at Sac State at the uh, Big Sky Kickoff Media Days in Spokane, and he was saying, man, you look at the preseason poll, and number one through number eight are the eight teams that we have to play. <laughs> Sac State gets <laughs> one through eight. But you guys have already taken down Eastern Washington, a team that played for the national championship last year. You've already taken down Montana State which was the highest-ranked team at number six in the country that Sac State has ever defeated. And uh, now you got Montana, maybe the most storied program of the last 25 years in the Big Sky Conference. 
So just playing the three sort of big boys in the league right off the bat, when you guys were coming into this year, did you look at this stretch and point to it as a key stretch? And how have you guys been able to have the sense of belief like you talk about when you are playing some of the three of the premier schools in the league? Oh, yeah. Um, You know, we definitely definitely knew, you know, what our schedule was. We knew it was probably one of the toughest schedules in the FCS, um, if not the toughest in the big sky for sure. But um, I think we really look look at it as as a challenge that we, that we wanted to take on. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta beat the best teams. You know, if you want to be the best, so it just makes sense to play to play all the top teams in the conference. And um, you know, we're just we're really trying to. It, it really forces you to to stick to our philosophy of just taking it one day at a time and 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 focusing on the current opponent because you know if you get too sidetracked looking forward, you know. Someone's going to come in and punch you in the mouth. So it's really forced us to be extremely focused on on what we're doing in the now and in the moment. Um, and and that's Coach Taylor's you know big focus and philosophy. And, and I think as a team we've done that really well, and we want to continue to do that moving forward. Um, it's really helped us be a more disciplined, more mature team. And uh, you know we've been having a little bit of success because of that. We, we'd like to carry that you know throughout the rest of the season. Kevin Thompson joining us. He's the quarterback of the Sacramento State Hornets. He's also the uh, Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Week and now uh, the QB of the number 15 team in the nation welcoming Montana on Saturday evening. And uh, the football world is a small one, Kevin, and there you are, a recruit back in the day by the now Montana head coach Bobby Houck when he was at UNLV. What we, we talked about this a little bit before, but what do you remember about Bobby Houck as as a recruiter and and uh, and what you thought of him, you know, then as a coach and now today when you're going to go face him on Saturday? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a really small world, the, the football community. Um, I've learned over the years, and uh, yeah, coach Coach Houck's a, a great recruiter. He's he, he's probably one of the best, in, in my opinion. Uh, just really personable guy, you know, really can connect connects with the family, you know, you know, you get real excited when, when I just remember being in high school, you know, the idea of going and playing for coach how uh, at UNLV, you just get you fired up and excited, excited to be there. Um, yeah, I still have a good relationship with coach. How obviously, you know, we don't talk much. He's, he's a coach and within the conference. So, uh, sure. you know, we, we still got to compete against each other, but you know, I could go year, two years, three years without seeing him. And when I saw him at the, you know, Big Sky kickoff is just like, you know, just like I'd seen him last week. You know, it was great seeing him, you know, asking how the family's doing. So, you know, I, saw, I have a lot of respect um, for Coach Howe, uh as a coach and a man. You know, I think he's a great coach, um, even better dude. And he he gave me the opportunity to to start my Division One football career. So, you know, something I'm always going to be thankful for. And, uh, yeah, so. I'll, I'll probably always have a great relationship you know, with Coach Hog moving forward, but I'm definitely excited to play against them. You know, this weekend is going to be a really big game and a, and a great test for our football team. Did you have any crossover with Dalton Snead at UNLV, Montana's quarterback? Yeah, he, yeah, he can't. He was uh, the class right behind me. So when I was, uh, he came in that fall um, when I was. He came in that fall camp going into my second year. So we played a bit, but then I had that that elbow surgery. So I was, we were there together for for uh, a year. Um, 
pretty much I was pretty much going through the elbow surgery the whole time, and then uh, I think that he redshirted that that his his freshman year. So, so we know each other a bit for sure, and uh, yeah, he's a he's a great dude. He works really hard, and uh, he's been he's been successful this year. So the, you know it's great to see great to see you know guys that played with um, you know seeing success and uh, they played north. The funny thing is they played North Alabama this year. And um, the Northern Alabama's quarterback Christian Lopez was also a quarterback at yep. UNLV at right. the same time. So it's just kind of funny, you know. UNLV quarterbacks running the FCS right That's now. That's right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, I I got a, I had a couple Sac State uh, fans that were talking to me, and they were saying that they think this is the biggest game in Sac State history. With Sac State as the number fifteen team in the country, you got the number five ranked team in the nation coming to Hornet Stadium. Do you agree? And if so, how do you not let that cloud your vision of what you want Saturday to play out like? Yeah. I mean, it, it very well could be. I know. Uh, I, I don't know everything about the history and you know, of the program. I know it used to be D2 at one point, but um, it's just something that we leave, uh, leave up to the fans. We let the fans talk about that. We let you know, the community, you know, people on the internet, you know, get to talk about that and uh, have their fun with it. But but we just got to treat it like every other game. And, and it's going to be just like every other game we've prepared for and, and played this season. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to we're just going to keep doing what we're doing um, as far as preparing and getting ready for the game. It's, it's no different than than any other games. So there's just, you know, some rankings, you know, next to each of our names. That's, that's, that's the one thing that's you know, all the hype around it. But other than that, it's, it's just another football game. And and so we're going to put everything we got into it and prepare just like just like we have each week. Well, as a, as a quarterback, obviously, uh, you are going to be preparing for or for the Grizzly defense. We talked uh, uh, with, with Andy Thompson about kind of the offensive side of this, but when you look at that Montana defense and, and what Kent Bear and some of the guys on that side have kind of put together, what do you see? What do they do that's unique? Yeah, they uh, they got a couple. They got a couple really good, really good players. Um, they uh, we've seen a couple different looks from them front wise. Um, but but Dante Dante is a really talented guy. That man, he just makes a ton of tackles. And uh, Robbie Hugg also is, is a guy that that'll come down, play in the middle of the field, um, and he wants to get in there and and make tackles. So uh, you know, there's some there, and they got some big guys up front. So they're a very, very talented football team. Um, definitely going to be going to be a good challenge for us. And uh, you know, I think I think they play really hard and they and they fly around. Um, but I think we're going to put a game plan to get together to kind of show them some some things that they haven't seen much of this season. And you know, if we execute that. You know, I like our chances. Kevin, we appreciate the time very much, my man. Best of luck to you on uh, Saturday. Been fun watching you guys play this season. We'll look forward to uh, to the game on Saturday and the rest of the gauntlet that is the uh, schedule that you guys got handed this year, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. There you go. Kevin Thompson, Sacramento State uh, quarterback. Not often we get him on twice in a year, but, you know, you go back-to-back Cats and Grizz, you get a little you get a little shine, so that's good stuff. Appreciate and when you're that. flexible... Well, yeah. I mean, when it's not like he's got anything going on. He's just a Division One quarterback. He's going to grad school. No big Easy. deal. No big deal. Uh, take a quick break. On the other side, 
Jeff Choate. Some sound from him, some reflection on the Cats as we head into the bye week next. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Shout out, Scott. Confirmed it. Bringing us coffee. Man, what a deal. Appreciate that very much. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 uh, West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. Colter, we got to get right to it. Jeff Choate from Monday talked about some of the shortcomings of uh, him and, the, and his team on Saturday. Here you go. You know, I really felt like both sides of the line of scrimmage, we got beat up. And there's just no easy way to, to describe that. I think that's kind of been something that we've hung our hat on. I thought early in the game, we were kind of in a you know back and forth type of game. And I thought that uh, as the game wore on, we did not continue to maintain that aggressive mindset. Uh, we got hit in the mouth a few times and we started to play on our heels. We did not play with the same level of speed, enthusiasm, intensity that we've played with historically here uh, over the last probably 10, 15 games since I've been here. Um, and I think that... Uh, you know, you go to the why, right? I mean, that's what you, we've spent the better part of the last day and a half doing is figuring, okay, why did this happen? And, uh, and you, know, you can point out, hey, was it an effort thing? Was it a scheme thing? Are we fatigued? Were we looking ahead to the bye week? None of those even matter. What matters now is the how. How do we respond? How do we fix the issues that we have? And so uh, we spent the better part of the last day and a half examining us. I think there's definitely some tendency things that we uh, got exposed on on Saturday on both sides of the, of, of the line. Uh, defensively, being a little too predictable in terms of when we were playing man-to-man -man and them doing a nice job of having us schemed up. Uh, the RPO game hurt us. We got into a lot of run-pass conflicts and there were some coverage things that we could have done better. Um, on offense, obviously, you know we're pretty predictable when we do certain things. Um, Although we did move the ball very, very well. Our, our issues came in the red zone, more or less, and we had the turnover in the red zone early in the game after a really efficient first drive and then uh, two additional fourth down stops in the red zone. So you tip your hat to them and the way they toughened up down there. Um, I thought you know, one of my positive takeaways would be I thought Tucker really operated well. It was probably his, his best game. Had a couple drops and a couple throws he might like to have back, but uh, I thought he made better decisions. He was more decisive. He got the ball out of his hands uh, in spite of a lot of pressure that we were going to get from that front. But where I think one of the things that showed up for us from a coaching standpoint as coaches, 
I don't think we had these guys prepared for some of the things they were going to see, and I don't think we did a good enough job of making in-game adjustments in a timely fashion. We get to it, but we get to it three or four series too late. We need to get to those things immediately, and that's what uh, really I've challenged our staff with, and, and starting with myself as the head coach, and uh, and to examine again, hey, the why is what the why is. We talked about that with the young men yesterday. Now it matters about the how. You know, how are we going to respond? Because I think this is really going to define our season. It's uh, hard to go into a bye week like this because you know you got this cloud hanging over your head. I know I'm excited to get back on the practice field again tomorrow and kind of flush this thing out a little bit and start looking ahead to the University of North Dakota. Uh, Jeff Cho talking about some of the shortcomings. You did talk about some of the things that he that he liked uh, in the way that uh, Tucker Rovick particularly ran the two minute offense and and felt that they actually moved the ball better than you might have guessed if you looked at it. But of course, the red zone is where it all kind of happens there. Uh, Jeff Choate also a couple of comments on Troy Taylor uh, and the job that he's doing over there at Sacramento State. Yeah, I think he did a great job, and I don't think uh, I don't think it was like signal picking. I think it was just tendencies that we had developed over a six game period of time. Uh, we were playing a lot of man to man on third and extra long, man under two deep. Um, trying to play tight windows against good passers and things of that na- nature. And they had some pick routes and some rub routes that got us into some conflicts early. I thought that uh, you know we, we had a tendency to run a, a ton of boundary rotation with our safety and get into post-safety stuff. And they did a really good job of working the field in their RPO game because the Mike linebackers in a run-pass conflict, as soon as they flash the run, he's got a hold. And they were able to get inside leverage on our slot re- with their slot receivers. And they continued to attack the post, but they did it in a way that they could high-low the mic. Um, when we were in single safety and they you know put somebody underneath him and somebody behind him and if he stutters his feet at all there was two or three throws that i thought were excellent throws put it right over the top of the mike linebacker we just need to not take the cheese and just keep sinking and help the post safety because on one of them it was a third down on i can't remember if it's their first drive or their second drive thompson did a tremendous job of looking the safety off he looked to his left hard had a high low on the mic came right back, put it right over Callahan's hands, and all he did was stop his feet for a second. So I, I tip my hat to them in terms of great execution, obviously attacking the weakness of the defense, but we've got to know our weaknesses, and we've got to do a better job of, of you know, guarding against those things and not, hey, if they want to throw the under route, let them throw the under route. We can rally and tackle that, but we can't give them the seam ball for a first down. We'll say this. If you are a football nerd, that was 60 seconds of pure gold. I mean, to listen to Jeff Choate, give you the real thing like this is what we always try and get out of coaches is to explain to us like exactly what's going on and he's like look man he they ran a double route that forces the mike linebacker to make a choice kevin thompson with his eyes and with the way they set it up gets him to hesitate just enough and then when you talk about execution because you hear your coaches players talk about execution all the time you go what what does that even mean what it means is once he stops his feet Kevin Thompson throws the ball six inches over his outstretched fingers, outstretched fingers into the wide receiver's hands who's underneath the safety on the post route. Okay, that's what execution is. It's doing the thing that's there to be done. But, you know, if it's a badly thrown ball, it could be intercepted. It could be, you know, knocked away or whatever, even though the play was there to be made. Okay, so there's two different parts of it. It's, It's getting in the spots to make a play, and then it's making the play. And they were able to do that and, you know, executed very well. But also you see what they were able to, as, as, as Coach Choate said, get the linebackers in the, in the example given to take the cheese. Yep. Well, and how dorky do we want to get? We can go, we can go all I mean, the way get, to the bottom get, of this thing. I mean, Montana State, what they're running right now, 
they they're Choate said that they're running the boundary safety on the short side of the field. So that means when the boundary safety comes down, it's hard to explain without having to be able to draw it on the board. Oh, what Montana of the mind, Coulter. What Montana State is doing right now is revealing what their coverage is pre snap every single play. Mm. They haven't played a quarterback that's exploited it yet. They just did. They just did. Yeah. That was the whole thing. That's where they got to look in the mirror. Um, we got one more piece of sound for you. It's about Jeff Choate just talking about the future of the rest of the season. Here you go. I think, obviously, this league is going to be interesting, man. I mean, you look at the matchups that are going to show up coming down the stretch, and um, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting league to watch. And I think that, obviously, you got to look at it, and no one game is going to define your year. And I think that if you, you know, sometimes losing early is a, a little bit better than losing late. And so we control our own destiny, just like everybody else does in this league at this point. I don't think there's a lot of teams that are out of the race, so to speak. You know, a couple at the bottom that maybe have, have, have dropped a few games and they're kind of looking up at the standings. But if you're a one-loss team or even a two-loss team in this league and you run the table, you probably are going to get an opportunity to get in the tournament. And so, um, you know, a lot of football to be played. A lot of football to be played. Well, he's I'm good. Thanks. Okay. He's right about all of that, Coulter. Though, when you talk about how much t- how much is left, and the fact that two, you know, up to you know two losses, especially in an extended season with one additional game, you're probably in really good shape coming out of the Big Sky. They have a loss to Sacramento State. If they win though at North Dakota uh, next week, th- this team is is almost certainly going to be eight and two going into yep. the last two weeks of the season, yep. Yep. and they will be in in huge business. Now, those are going to be big pressure games when you talk about UC Davis and, of course, then, you know, Grizz Cat. But it is it, they're, they're in a great position still, even with, you know, the loss to Sacramento State. And like you said, maybe this is the, the mere-looking time for Montana State. We're talking about the rungs in the first segment. Just think about this as like a, a NASCAR race. But when you lose when you lose a game, you don't lose the race yet. You just are behind now. Yeah. But you can reposition yourself each week. And if you continue to win, who knows when somebody else is going to get a flat tire or is going to spin into the wall or whatever might happen. Well, if you win, you gain a game on half the league, period. Exactly. Yeah. And and there's so many things. That you, you never know when somebody's going to melt down. You never know when somebody's going to play great and upset somebody or somebody's going to play bad and get upset. You never know when... We think about all these programs that are built on these stud quarterbacks. I know Sac State's backup quarterbacks suck. They they had to play last year when Kevin Thompson got hurt. Sac State was awful yeah. with those guys. So you never know when something's going to happen. Right. And so you, that's why you have to just address it, regroup, move forward. Because you can't let one loss lead to multiple losses. That was one of the biggest problems with the Grizzlies last year. They let the Portland State loss matriculate into puking the ball over the field and absolutely killing themselves in North Dakota. They didn't just, they shouldn't have lost that game 41-14. That North Dakota's not better than Montana last year. And they got housed because they turned the ball over like five times. Yeah, yeah. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Hour one in the books. Quick breaking. Hour number two, Thursday Night Football, ALCS Game 4, and the preseason all-conference uh, uh basketball teams as well as the polls uh, around the big sky for hoops which is forthcoming we'll get to all of it right after this you missed anything in the first hour check it out on the podcast the podcast available on the tune in radio app itunes spotify wherever you get your podcast you can get the two telling new one podcast listen to it subscribe to it we appreciate that all you podcast listeners what's up podcast available thanks to the wingate by wyndham hotel and also check out the fcs speculators podcast brand new episode out now
Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 